what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. So excited that you're here. If you are new, I do want to point you to julianapage.com. That's where you can learn a little bit more about me, how we could work together potentially, and some great resources as well. So go check that out. And let's dive in to the message today. We're going to talk about how clarity comes with journey. Clarity comes with journey. So what I love about this is that I have found my own self because sometimes you got to call your own self out. But I have found that my own self, my own humble self over here has a tendency to just want clarity for things to be clear. And if they're not clear, I can fall into the trap of not moving forward. Now, when I'm also coaching clients, I see this exact same thing play out, okay? So there is this tendency, it's human, where we want things to be clear before we're willing to take the leap of faith, before we're willing to dive into the deep, before we're willing to take the risk, right? We want things to be clear, but clarity comes with journey. So a lot of times when you are in action, when you are taking steps of faith, when you are actually moving forward on something that God impressed upon your heart, then you start to get feedback, okay? There's a great quote that one of my mentors shared with me. He said, it's a green light until it's a red. (laughs) It's a green light until it's a red. So a lot of times we get this green light. We get this green light to move forward and we go, 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 but there's this hesitancy, right? We, we start questioning, we start wondering, like, am I still good? Am I still good? Am I still good? But it's a green light until it's a red. And we often know when it's a red, okay? We, we know when there's a hard stop, right? When the door is closed, when we're not meant to move forward. So that can bring some comfort when you think about how you move into the future, okay? There's a really great scripture that I love for this concept as well and for this strategy too. Really, it's a strategy, right? I don't have to wait to be 100% clear. In the world, we've often heard this quote. It's Martin Luther King, right? You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. So, so true. Now, the Bible version of this, (laughs) there, there can be many examples, but the one that I'm pulling today is with Moses actually in the book of Exodus. So this is what I often hear, and I'm going to use Moses as the example so that you have a, a vision of what this looks like, okay? I often hear things like this. It's too hard. I'm not qualified. I just don't know. I don't have the training. I'm not properly equipped. I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. 
I really just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just not clear, right? I can't move until I'm clear. So these, these are common excuses. I hear all sorts of things like this, which is really just highlighting fear. Okay. And these are common excuses that people give when they realize that, you know, God wants them to, to step out into the deep, to take a risk, to move forward with something. Many feel perhaps in all sincerity too, that they're not good enough to do something for God. Okay. But God qualifies the call. Do you got to remember that? And this certainly, this concept is certainly displayed in the life of Moses, okay? When God revealed his plan for the life of Moses, Moses responded with doubt and excuses. (laughs) Can anyone relate to this, right? He felt no one would believe him or follow him. And this is in Exodus 4.1. Moses tells God, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Right? In the following verse, there's a wonderful lesson to be learned in the reply that God gives to Moses. This is Exodus 4.2. God says, And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? The answer to God's question was that Moses had a shepherd's rod in his hand, okay? Throughout the Bible, God had a wonderful way of using whatever a person possessed. If that person would simply yield to God, if they would simply humble themselves before the Lord, the Lord would lift them up, right? So among other items, God used a stick, a coat, a fish, a couple of pennies, a slingshot, a jawbone, a rock and some loaves of bread and other stories in the word, right? God, the God of the universe, right, is able to use any ordinary object that is yielded to him in faith. The process is not complicated. So I'm just going to break down what I've observed here, and you can do your own study on this too. I always encourage that. But I'm going to just break down what I observe from Moses to help encourage you today about what is in your hands so that that is the only clarity that you need to start using what's in your hand and then you'll get more feedback as you start taking steps of faith, okay? So number one, examine your hands. Examine your hand. What is in your hands? Funny side note, I had a client call the other day and we were working through some valid fears and concerns and challenges that this individual is facing. And as we were talking, literally the solution that was in this person's hand was a cell phone. And it was implying the network that this person was connected to. That was the step of faith. This person needed to start reaching out to the network that was literally in the cell phone that was in this person's hand. So, so powerful. And it was so hilarious to see this all play out too, right? But examine what's in your hand. For a writer, it literally might be your hands, your fingers, as you start typing on a keyboard or you start writing in a journal. For somebody else, maybe it is, you know, a a training guide or a book or a resource, right? Maybe that's in your hand or maybe it's training that you just recently had or it could be your network too. But examine what is in your hand. God asked Moses, what is that in thine hand? So each of us only needs to examine what we personally have, okay? It doesn't have to be grand. It's often not, actually. It doesn't have to be profound or majestic in some kind of way, right? 
God simply wants to know what we have. Whatever we have is enough for God to do something miraculous. Okay, first pearl of wisdom. (laughs) First nugget of gold, right? Everything we have is enough for for God to do something miraculous with if we yield it to him. So examine what is in your hand. Number two, empty your hand. So Moses answered in this story God's simple question and said, a rod, right? God's reply was as simple as his question. He said, cast it on the ground. Sometimes, (laughs) I found this to be true, this is the hardest part, okay? Even when we have something small or seemingly unimportant, it's our nature, our human nature, not our spiritual nature, but our human nature to cling to that thing, right? But God wants to know if we will trust him enough to let him have it. So an interesting story in my own story, I fell in love with coaching, man, 2009, years ago now. And it felt like this was what I was put on the earth to do. And it was just the first time that I ever in my entire life felt that way. And I shortly thereafter, a few years after that, was told to give it to God, to lay it down, to literally close up shop. And that was terrifying for me, actually, because it spent so many years trying to find this thing that I felt that I was put on the earth to do only to lay it down. And that was so scary because I I was the person at the time that needed a backup plan and I had none, right? Like this was the plan. This is what we were going to do, right? So now I'm laying it down. And what does that mean, right? So I didn't know what it meant. I didn't think that I would ever step into coaching and I didn't know what God was going to do. But life coaching, professional life coaching, whether it's, you know, with individuals, business, relationships, life coaching covers the whole gamut, right? But life coaching without God is significantly different than life coaching with God, okay? And I will say now, I don't want to coach anything without God being a part of it. So I had to go on several years of journeying with God before he actually brought coaching back around, which was so sweet. I actually thought it was a joke, right? Like we're going to pick this back up and start doing this thing again. But he brought it back around because I entrusted it to him. I yielded it to him and was willing to humble myself and go on a journey into the unknown, even even literally in, in life, right? Giving up a business that was doing well only to go back in this case into corporate America, into nonprofit, into working for other people, right? So it was definitely a humbling experience and a test of faith for sure, years of it. However, like I said, Coaching with God is significantly different than coaching without God. And I don't want coaching without God. So empty what is in your hand. Empty what is in your hand. Will you trust God enough to let him have or let him use what is in your hand? Interesting, right? And then lastly, number three, enjoy God's hand. So once Moses in this story lets go of the shepherd's rod, God used it to perform many impossible tasks that are listed out in Exodus, right? The rod turned into a snake, ate other snakes, brought water out of a rock, turned water to blood, and probably performed other miracles that are not recorded, right? Of course, these miracles were not accomplished by the rod, but by the power of God. So key here, okay? The rod was simply a symbol of the submission and faith of Moses, all right? 
So 1 Corinthians one twenty seven actually confirms that God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Simply take whatever you have and yield it completely to God. Next, sit back and enjoy the wonderful things that God will do. Okay, so this story just really embodies how clarity for sure comes in journey, right? We have to examine what's in our hands, what we believe God impressed upon our hearts, surrender to God what's in our hands, and be open to however God wants to use that thing, whatever it is that God wants to do, and continue to move forward in submission to God and in faith. Okay, and faith is very different than fear, (laughs) right? So the other thing that I want to emphasize here as this story was pointing out is that trusting God is responsible. A lot of times we think that, you know, we've got to figure it out. We've got to make it happen. We've got to be independent, self-sufficient, and the world will tell us that, right? But trusting God is actually responsible. So I really want to reinforce this today. So you might think that worrying about a problem means you're being responsible, that you overthinking about it, that you constantly focusing on all the different ways that you are going to fix something, right? You might think that you're being responsible in that way, but trusting God will help is actually responsible, okay? And in trusting whatever is in your hand to God is responsible, All right. It's so, so important that you recognize that because that strategy alone can change everything. Okay. now a couple of pointers too, depending on how this message is really speaking to you. I have a couple of things to say. So if you ever work with me, here is what you're going to learn. Okay, whether it's in the God's Vibes Mastermind, VIP coaching or one of the books that you may read, you're going to learn to develop self-confidence by your willingness to take action and course correct. Clarity comes with journey. Your willingness to surrender what's in your hand, your willingness to take action and take steps of faith and obedience, your willingness to course correct as you as you are guided, as you're led, as you get feedback, right? It's actually not rocket science, but it's everything your brain does not want to do, particularly when it's in this doubting space or coming up with excuses, right? So my encouragement today is what action are you sitting on doing today? Today. What is the action that you know you need to take? Go and do that. Do it with confidence and find a thought that drives you in service. Okay, so a prayer that I like to say too, not a prayer that I like to say, a prayer that I like to pray, (laughs) right, is literally just submitting to God. God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? Right? Sometimes I get instant feedback. Other times I don't get anything. Right? And if I don't get anything, I go on what his word says. Trust God and do good. Trust God and do good. Trust God and do good. (laughs) Right? What was the last thing that God told me to do? Keep working what's in my hand. Keep building what is exactly in front of me. What is directly in front of me. Right? So think about that. Find a thought that drives you in service. It could be praying and interceding for a meeting that you're about to have when for, you know, coworkers. It could be calling a friend if God impressed that on your heart to reach out to that person. It could be so many different things. But 
Find a thought that drives you in service and take that action. Commit to knowing that you're exactly where you need to be and knowing exactly what you need to do. A lot of times we don't take action because we just stay in that I don't know, I don't know, I don't know space, right? But trust that your sanctified brain, your born again brain, right, has the answer. Ask God to reveal it to you and trust that the answer will come. So, right, just like God told Moses to use what was in his hand, what is in your hand today? What is something that you can do today? to move your relationship into a healthier place, to move your business forward? What is something that you can do today where you can meet people and tell them who you are and how you can help them? What can you offer to help? Who can you offer help to, right? What's the offer that you're just sitting on that you need to make, right? Do people actually know who you are and how you can help them, right? Think about that. Again, driving from service, not to get something, okay? What is something that you can do today? Commit to knowing the answer and not figuring it out. And if you have questions as they come up, ask Holy Spirit to help you answer them. Never use, I'm just waiting on a response, as a reason to not move forward, okay? In the moment, you always have an answer. Always, right? We only have this present moment, okay? So we can't get caught up in the past or tripping about the future too much. But in this moment, you have an answer. You have an answer. You have your next step. You might not see the whole staircase. You might not know how this whole thing is going to play out, but you do have an answer. So moving forward is more important than doing anything perfectly. Remember that. Then test the action that you take. Get out there, make a move, right? And then Get some results, right? Get some results. You need results in order to evaluate anything. So what works, what didn't work, what will you do differently? You only see that when you're actually in the arena, when you're actually doing the work. Side note, the man in the arena, great quote, right? Not not even quote, but great, I don't think it's a poem, great passage, okay? Go read that, go Google it, go read that. All right, so what worked, what didn't work? This this process of taking action, getting feedback, it's the big secret to breakthrough. It's the same process repeated over and over, whether it's a different area of your life, okay? And this process is what actually develops your self-confidence. It says that I can trust my sanctified brain. I can trust the leadership of God in my life. I can trust that I'm being developed. I can trust that God is guiding and establishing my steps. I can move forward in confidence. And as you do, it starts to mature your character and it gives you experience, okay? You can do this. You can do this. So that is something that I definitely want to encourage you with. Now, the other thing that I do want to highlight too is make it a priority to put yourself in an environment with so much support that your success becomes inevitable. When you are around people that know you, that know what you're working on, that care about you, that ask how you are, right? When you are in community, when you have accountability, when you have support, your success becomes inevitable. We're not meant to just be out there flaring in the wind in the world, right? 
We are meant to be supported. We're meant to be rooted. We're meant to be grounded. We can't operate effectively without that, right? And things are going to get in the way, right? A lot of times we act like this is so, so surprising. And in the moment it is, right? But expect that. Don't let that intimidate you. But don't also be naive about this. Things are going to get in the way. Our brains will get in the way, (laughs) right? We might have some fear come up. We might not be renewing our minds, and so we might let them go on a rampage in a direction we don't want to go in. Life can get in the way. We could have great intentions and have everything scheduled and planned out, and life gets in the way. Distractions will come. Pressure will increase, right? Different things will happen. So to think that we can evolve on our own or achieve new levels of mastery just by ourselves is deception, okay? It's not how we're wired. It's not how kingdom success is built either, okay? Yes, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, okay? It's not a one-time event, but we wanna also prepare ourselves to succeed and get really honest about how we're not doing that so that we can actually take steps to do it. So think about this too. What support do you need to shift your results? So just like using what's in your hand and submitting to God, and taking steps of faith, getting out there, taking action, getting feedback, getting results, evaluating how things are going, and repeating that and becoming consistent in that, right? I call this actually integrity momentum, which means I keep promises with myself. I show up when I say I'm gonna show up. My yes is my yes, my no is my no. I don't overcomplicate things, right? I I am I keep promises with myself, and then that builds confidence in myself, and then that also is how I am able to keep promises with other people. My word carries weight, it means something. If I say I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna show up. If I value my time, I'm gonna value your time. If I honor and respect myself, I'm gonna honor and respect you, right? That's the whole love your neighbor as yourself. It does start with you first, okay? So if you don't know where to start, maybe it's with yourself. But just as you're doing that process and building integrity momentum, right? Where that starts to become easier, the the new habits, the new lifestyle practices, the new, principles that you build your life on, right? Values. Values and belief are really how we build things, right? So the values and beliefs of that are your foundation, right? That you keep showing up and reinforcing in your life, those become lifestyle habits for you. And they become easier, right? There's easier in the sense of you're not spending a lot of time in the gray area. You know what you value, you know what you don't. That alone makes decision making pretty easy. Okay, so as you build integrity momentum, right, you build confidence. That increases and then that also helps you to have confidence in stepping into the unknown as well, okay, when you have a solid foundation in place. But just like doing that and building integrity momentum, using what's in your hand, evaluating what's in your hand, submitting it to God, trusting God to help you as you take steps of faith and are submitted to Him, evaluate what's going on, get feedback, also put yourself in supportive community, right? Whether it's processing a prophetic word, whether whether it's getting some spiritual counsel and advice, whether it's getting some coaching or mentorship from somebody, we cannot 
undervalue how important that is, especially when it comes to our own character development and maturity. And that's really where it's at, right? If we really want to serve people well, we have to develop our character. We have to look at how we're thinking, how we're feeling, what we're storing up in our hearts, how we're developing, where God is moving in our life, where we have some weak areas, where we're strong. We have to do this self-mastery work in order to really show up and serve well. So my encouragement for you on today is to take a look at what is in your hands, right? Then give it to God. God, how would you have me use this? What would you have me do? And step out in faith with that thing, right? Because you have God's power now, right? We we ask, we keep on asking, we knock, we keep on knocking, we seek, we keep on seeking, right? We ask God to guide and establish our steps. We thank God for his presence, for his leadership. We continue to allow him to help us course correct when we need to, right? But we can take action today. So what is in your hand? What are you led to do today with what is in your hands? And how is God's power backing that thing? Stay on the lookout for how God is showing up. And I would love to hear your feedback too on how you do this. So feel free to leave some comments and let me know how this goes. All right, guys, as far as connecting, you can visit julianapage.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do so. And if you do, subscribe, rate the podcast, but comment and let me know uh, what actually really blessed you from a message that you heard. Leave a comment. Once you do those things, email info.julianapage at gmail.com for a free gift, okay? So, Bless me and I will bless you right back, (laughs) right? But I would love it if you would do that. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.